Welcome to Planet Surgery, a medical podcast by Baxter Advanced Surgery Team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Planet Surgery podcast series, insights into the world of surgeons, surgery, and perioperative practitioners across Europe. My name is Gerhard Mörsdorf, and I'm the Medical Affairs Director for Advanced Surgery EMEA at Baxter. Today, I will have the pleasure to interview Professor Selman Uranus. At Baxter, our vision is to be a global, innovative leader in the operating room, providing solutions that improve patient outcomes and enhance lives. Baxter's podcast program is a new way for you to hear from colleagues across the world. In this episode, Professor Selman Uranus from the Department of Surgery at the Medical University of Graz, Austria, will share his experience on hands-on trainings in the environment of the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome, Professor Uronis. Hello, Dr. Merstorf. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to you today. It's a real privilege to be here, having the opportunity to talk our, on our courses. And um, I understand that uh, emergencies do not stop just because having a pandemic. I think it is really important to keep the hands-on training in trauma and emergency surgery ongoing. Last year, we postponed the spring courses to fall, and we have been able to have all educational and training activities before the second wave hit Central Europe. And based on our experience of last September, I will try to explain the precautions we met to obtain the permission for holding the course. Thank you, Professor Uranis, for taking the time to share your experience with your peers, which will then be available to the podcast. And I know that since many years you are conducting hands-on trainings to educate surgeons from across Europe in emergency surgery, including damage control surgery as in-person medical education needs to continue despite the COVID pandemic, the practical execution of such trainings brings along a lot of challenges. I wanted to talk to you about these challenges and how you have been able to address them successfully. Let's start with the registration phase. Was the registration open to all geographies as in pre-COVID times, or did you need to limit it to certain geographies depending on incidence rates. Indeed, this was the very first time that we made some selections and we accepted applications only from the EU and only from those countries close to the EU borders with low COVID incidence. But we hope that this will change soon and we will be again open for all surgeons worldwide. Great, thank you. And did the applicants need to fulfill special requirements related to COVID-19? I think this is an important question. The main selection criteria is to be free of disease and all participants are asked to send us electronically a negative PCR test 24 hours before the course started. So you have been well aware of the COVID status of uh, the participants within the last 24 hours. And this was, uh, I guess, uh, quite a logistical challenge. 
And regarding the faculty, have you been able to work with your established international faculty? Or have there been limitations for faculty members to leave their home country and come to Austria? Actually, the same prerequisite with the negative PCR test applied also to the faculty. Here we had some restrictions in our established international faculty and we couldn't get all of them to Austria. And we were pleased to work with some new faculty members which have been on our focus, but we and they couldn't make it in the years before. And it was an exciting mixture of new, local and previous faculty members. So the circumstances also were kind of an opportunity for you to bring in new faculty members, which I think is very good for you and especially for the new faculty members. And what kind of logistics was important to establish before the trainees arrived in Graz? We had a strict COVID prevention concept, which was approved by the Medical University of Graz and by the authorities of the hospital administration. According to this concept, all rooms, including the lecture, breakout and hands-on training area, were prepared to enter and to leave in a one-way system. At rather everywhere, we had automatic hand disinfection devices, masks and gloves. The seats were numbered and every single participant received his or her dedicated seat number along with the course material in the morning of the first day. And they kept these seats until the course ended. The seats are in the required distance to each other and the same applied to the faculty. Great, so quite some logistical challenges to address in terms of the meeting rule. And in terms of travel and overnight stay, were there any limitations for participants to come to Graz? For example, reduced frequency of flights. Have the hotels been open and could participants check in as usual? This was another challenging, important item. Travel and especially accommodation was a real logistic challenge. Although at that time, end of September last year, most of the hotels were open to business travelers. We made recommendations to the participants on this matter to use those hotels in walking distance. And if this was not possible, then to use their own car or to take a taxi. The transportation for the faculty was organized by using always the same shuttle van. The driver was a team member and was tested as well. So it seems that you had to consider a lot of details and you managed that very well. Now what was the first thing for participants when they arrived at the university hospital? Um, as a prerequisite from all participants, we already had a PCR test forwarded electronically on the day or the evening before the course started. The participants were divided in small groups and arrived at the meeting point to different times as given before. They were asked to fill in a questionnaire 
giving information about their health conditions. Of course, we measured the body temperature and guided them to the registration area, which was clearly, uh, clearly uh, shown. At that time, antigen tests were not available. An important part of this year's concept is testing every morning before entering the lecture hall. This will be a logistic challenge, but I think we will be able to do so. I also expect that all attending surgeons will be already vaccinated as well, the faculty, and this will uh, make our lives a little bit better and easier. Great. And how many days did the participants need to stay for training? And how did the schedule of testing for the SARS-CoV-2 virus continue for the duration of the course? Uh, since we postponed the spring events last year, we had four courses in a row within two weeks. The suggested arrival was the day or evening before the course started, and they left late afternoon of the last course day. Last year, it was not necessary, but also not possible to test during the course. Only the local team was tested every second day, according their involvement in the different courses. But this year, we have the possibility of testing with no swab, and we plan to test every morning. And uh, did you find any positive results? Um... I assume not, but if so, what was the consequence? I'm more than happy that we didn't have any COVID positive participants, as well as by the faculty and local team members. We communicated with all after the courses to check whether someone developed symptoms of a COVID infection after the course. I can happily say this was not the case. In the last minute before the course started, we had two cancellations, one because of non-specific symptoms of having a cold. And later we got the information that this supposed participant didn't have a COVID. A second person was tested positive and didn't travel at all. Great. And after returning back home, what did the participants have to do to follow up? After returning home for the participants, but also for the faculty, local, local regulations of the respected country applied. We kindly asked them to immediately inform, uh, inform us in case of a COVID infection, and we have been actively in touch with all to have information about their health conditions. And uh, during the hands-on training in the labs, you anyhow wear protective surgical gowns, including masks. Did you need to upgrade this in any way? As you can imagine, we all were scrapped during the hands-on training in the usual way as we are doing it in the operating rooms. This was a rather normal condition for all. During the lectures, everybody except the speaker was sitting at the designated place. If someone left his place, was wearing a mask all the time. 
Yeah, and talking about uh, leaving the place, how about breaks that are needed to refresh? Could you still do breaks and what had to be considered? Could you still serve coffee and food? And how was lunch organized? Yeah, coffee is a vital item. Of course, we had coffee and lunch breaks and um, to organize them was another challenge. Drinks and food were prepared in small boxes. Um, they have been on a table and the participants left the lecture room row by row through one door and came back through another door. Eating was only allowed at the designated seats. Garbage was brought out uh, of the room by the participants after all were finished and again one row after the other. Yeah, I think you really had to think about a lot of uh, topics and it seems that you did this very well. Your safety concept sounds really very solid. And uh, to summarize in a nutshell, from your perspective, what are the most important points to consider when planning and conducting a face-to-face hands-on training? I must say, organizing a course in times of the pandemics is a real challenge, not only for the organizers, but also for the participants and for the faculty. But it is possible, and it is my personal conviction that this kind of presence teaching should happen also in times of pandemics. We are now in preparation of this year's courses. The circumstances are slightly different. Several people will be vaccinated, but we do still not know the infectiousity of them. That's why we plan to test every single person every day before they enter the course area. The logistics for this is in preparation. All other precautions will apply in the same way as last year. Designated seats, keeping distance, wearing masks and so on. Participants and faculty, but also the local team, know very well what it means to have a hands-on workshop in times of COVID pandemics. The circumstances are difficult, but they will be accepted by all. Last but not least, I appreciate the enthusiasm of all participants, the willingness to share knowledge and personal experience of the faculty, and the efforts of my team. I also appreciate your efforts for this podcast. Thank you, Dr. Merstow. Thank you very much, Professor Uranis, for these valuable insights, how to conduct a hands-on training with an implemented COVID-19 safety concept. I am sure your colleagues will benefit from your insights. Thank you very much to the audience for listening. And don't forget to come back in two weeks to listen to our next episode. Please contact us for any feedback or questions. And if you want to be our next speaker, please click on the Contact Us button on the Planet Surgery website.